This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with DJ Rock Lobster. Are you going to teach our uh, new board op during Project Down and Dirty how to do the clump and the clump and the clump? Funny, she's in here right now. Oh, hey, Rachel. Rachel Uh, Ray. They say hi. She doesn't have headphones on. But yeah, we are talking about things, and we should probably have a show meeting to um, figure out, you know, if we're going to do all the things, you know? Yeah, we won't do all the things. We'll let her, you know, just have it easy yeah but as long as she's here right here right now hey check out this purple button right here that when they say hey dj rock lobster yeah with this yeah. guy hit this and the crowd goes wild Tony people go nuts yeah emails me something. all the crustaceans yeah. throw their hands in the air yeah. like they just don't care yeah so now she knows <laughs> that we're good God, like you did um when steve says something funny you hit this <laughs> or maybe this <laughs> If Steve brings up Finn Wolfhard, we usually hit this. Here it is. One of the most epic names in the history. history. Yeah, I'm just teaching all the things. You guys yeah. go ahead and do the show. Yeah, okay. All right. What were we going to talk about? Uh, what's the sitch with the Janet Jackson documentary oh, coming to Hulu? Great Great question. Here's the deal. So you know how they did the Britney Spears documentary, the New York Times did? Yes, yes. So they're going to give the same treatment to the Janet Jackson backlash um, in a new docuseries called Malfunction, The Dressing Down of Janet Jackson. It's going to launch on November 19th. Good title. This is interesting, Steve, because incidentally, both doc uh, docuseries, whatever you want to call them, prominently feature Justin Timberlake for his role in both of the women's downfalls. I don't think it's a hit piece on Justin Timberlake. It's just, he just happens to be associated with both of those. Um, Interesting. I know. And for those of you who don't remember, it was a 2004 uh, Super Bowl halftime show. And Mm -hmm. Janet Jackson joined Justin on stage during a performance of his song, Rock Your Body. And then at the end of it, he kind of, they're, they're dancing, you know, and he pulls part of her costume off. It probably had Velcro on it. Sure. And exposed her bare breast and touching off this national controversy that led to the essential uh, blackballing of Janet Jackson by the entertainment industry. Meanwhile, Justin Timberlake 
you know, remained unscathed. You and know, he, he even was, came back to perform halftime here in Minneapolis when we had the Super right. Bowl here a few years ago. Yes. And this, by the way, all um, led to um, a crackdown by the government and network censorship yes, and uh, regulators it, yeah yeah and then their uh their networks how much on the hook networks should be holding them to a higher standard right it, i'll be interested to watch this yeah me too i think that'll be that'll be a good watch because and there, again a great name the dressing down of janet jackson yes. malfunction the dressing down of janet jackson so it's going to include interviews with some of the producers of the super bowl halftime show i have seen a, a few little snippets not of this particular project but i've seen you know like a special on this before they're going to have music industry insiders they're going to have um, cultural critics. They're going to have members of Janet's family speaking out. Um, I do know that Janet Jackson actually has a documentary that she is behind right. coming up, but I don't know when that one's coming out or if they'll be around the same time or what. I, I, feel, like, I feel like the New York Times one is really going to beat Janet's documentary to the punch because this is coming out November nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So yep. that's going to be your no. It's November. Yep. You're Seventeen right. days from now. Uh, Hulu and FX. So you can check it out there. November nineteenth. We'll remind you as it gets closer. But speaking of Nipplegate, I was in costume on Friday for Twin Cities Live. It was our Halloween show, and uh, we did an '80s theme, and I was an '80s rocker. And our um, office administrator, Tracy, she ordered us the, uh, the, the the costumes. And, you know, it probably would have been good to try them on ahead of time. But it just kept sitting on my desk. And I just was like, I didn't bring it down. When are you going to try it on? Blah, blah, blah. So I didn't try it on until right before the show. Now, this, it was a, you know, a black wig. It was long. We did some eyeliner, these weird black pants. Just very 80s hairband was what my look was. The shirt, which was a sleeveless black shirt, also had tears in it. And it just had random tears everywhere. I didn't cut any of these holes. It just had holes in the shirt. Right. Stevie Boy slides this over his head, over my very broad shoulders. And I pull this sucker down. Very broad. Very broad. What broad? Who? And I realized my full right nipple was fully exposed just out totally out so then i say to elizabeth hey pop your head out here she's getting all ready i said that's my nipple look at my nipple she's like i can't not look at your nipple i go over to the makeup room kelly hansen's getting in costume she says oh my gosh your nipple i can't stop looking at your nipple i said you have to you have to look up here i'm trying to ask you a question no i just can't your nipple also, are you cold? People kept saying to me. They said it looked like I, I could cut glass. So Ew. for the whole show, I have my right nipple totally out. That's You then said something hurtful. Well, because Ryan texted. Ryan Perpich, former producer. And I don't even remember what he said. He said there is uh, a nipple exposed on Channel 5 right now. And Donna said, I know, I saw, I had to turn it off. <laughs> It was like the fly on Pence's head. <laughs> to which Ryan said, Donna, can't we all just enjoy Steve's costume without getting political? <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of was. I was like, all right, I, I don't need to be looking at this. It's like the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. 
Then I went to uh, the Dude Perfect show at the XL Energy Center in costume still. Why did you stay in costume? Just for the fun of it. And all of my kids and my nephews were all like, please cover your nipple. Please. Dad. Cover all of it. Weren't people looking at you like? All night long. All night long. I'll tell you how that experience was after we play a game. College Pop Culture Knowledge, 651-641-1071. Call now. Bet on me or Donna. Bet on the right person. You'll win a prize. Give us a call. Yes, you. 651-641-1071. All right. It is time to play a little game on the Donna and Steve experience. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do, in fact, want to see how smart you are, but I also want to say happy birthday, David Schwimmer. Yo, D. Schwim. D. Schwim. How old do you think he is? I'm going to guess he's... 51. I'm going to guess ooh, right around there, 50. 54. Wow, looking 54. good, D-Bone. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to quiz you on the life and times of one David Schwimmer. Yes. Boy, you wouldn't think David Schwimmer is nearly as old as George Clooney, but the numbers don't lie, y'all. Yeah, He's 54. Well, they're all about that age, right? Uh, Courtney Cox is probably the oldest. Jennifer Aniston is about 52, yeah, 53. Wow. Just because her face looks like that? Or Rocco. Wow, no, they look Donna. amazing. Well, I know. Cox is 57. Yeah. Clooney looks older than all of them, though, but also better. Right. Ain't that it's his, the hair. I'm telling you. If this is 60. Do we know that? He's 6 Okay. Yep. Uh, here's somebody we don't know his age, but we know his voice uh, makes him sound super cool. When he's out there in Woodbury making donuts, it's Justin. Hey, what up, Justin? Justin, J Dog. Yo, Bavarian donuts. cream, Bavarian cream, French cruller. Do they have those flavors? That, you know, they do crazy do donuts. They make them hot. They serve them hot. Did you say we do not or we do not? That's good, you guys. Dad jokes. I like it. All right, anyway. What's the topic again, Uh, Schwimmy? The life and times of David Schwimmer. All right, J-Bone, you have a decision to make. Would you like to team up with Donna Valentine or Stevie Boy? My boy, Steve. Come on, Donna. Take a walk, take a hike. Oh, okay, take I'm your... just going to turn the volume down, okay? What a concept. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye. There she goes. She's All right. I feel pretty good about this. I think I'm going to do well with this swimmer situation. Yeah. All Ross. Right. Um, yes, he did, in fact, play Ross. You got it. That was all, all right. three of them. Actually. All right. Okay, we'll start with this one. In 2016, he received an Emmy nomination for his role portrayal in FX's The People versus O.J. Simpson. What role did he play? Uh, Robert Kardashian. Uh, on what HBO miniseries did he play Captain Herbert Sobel? HBO miniseries. Okay, okay. So, uh, uh, it was the thing with... Uh, Julia Roberts. Fast. Go next one. Uh, what was the name of his pet monkey on Friends? Marcel. Um, say the middle one again. Uh, HBO miniseries Captain Herbert Sobel. What year? Sixteen. I didn't say, but I can tell you. You don't have to. I'll look. Um, I'm looking it up. It was a miniseries, and it was in. 
Come on, Wikipedia, what you got for me here? You know, 2001. Oh, my word. Okay, wow. That, I have no clue. Bring in J-Bone. Okay. Justin, um, 2001 miniseries. Let's start there. That starred David Schwimmer in HBO miniseries. Any guess? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's a crazy question. Captain yeah. Herbert Sobel. That doesn't do anything for you? Captain Herbert Sobel. The only captain I know is Captain Hook. <laughs> we'll go uh, Captain Hook, the life and times of captain the sea-bound villain. Okay. I feel and good about the good other about ones. Marcel and Robert Kardashian? Yeah. I'm okay with those. Okay. I think his name was Robert. I think he was, too. I had, I had Otherwise, Mr. Kardashian, final yeah. answer. All right, let's bring Donna okay, in. Donna's coming. Here she goes. I just gave her the wave. All righty. She's making her way back in, putting out the cigarette. <laughs> hey, girl. She... Hey. Hey, Donna. What up? Oh, still funny. In there. Still funny. Um, ready, Donna? How Did you study up on David Schwimmer? I, hope I not. did not. I was going to tweet uh, to raise some money for Make-A-Wish Minnesota. Thank you. Oh, wow. Let's just give her a button. Listen to how she just shamed us, man. I just didn't want you to think I was cheating or anything. I was working on social media. You don't tweet. Rocco thinks you're I a do cheater. Tweet. Do you tweet? I tweet. I don't do anything else, though. Huh. I don't Instagram. I don't Facebook. Okay, that's true. Enough talk. All right, David Schwimmer turned 54 today. We're going to celebrate his life. Starting in uh, this one, 2016, he received an Emmy nomination for his role on FX's The People versus O.J. Simpson. What role did he play? He was um, Kim Kardashian's dad. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Kardashian. On what 2001 HBO miniseries did he play Captain Herbert Sobel? Uh, on what miniseries? On what? HBO 2001. Uh, who did he play? Captain who? Herbert Sobel. Mm, I'm going to take a pass. Okay. What was the name of his pet monkey on Friends? I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, Marcel? Okay. And the second one is, uh, we want to know, he played Captain, and what do you want to know, the name of the show? Yeah. Yeah. HBO 2001 miniseries. Uh, the, that would be, uh, that is um, The Thorn Birds. Oh, we're going to go to a tiebreaker, because <laughs> neither of you knew that it was Band of Brothers. Oh, oh we yeah, went Captain Hook, the life and times of a seabound villain. <laughs> and I went with a, an early 80s uh, miniseries. Dang. And Rocco's not taking any of those no. answers. No okay. key jokes. Okay, well, we're gonna. I'm gonna play a soundbite from a 2004 HBO show that Mr. Schwimmer guested on. It was season four of this show, and I want to see if any of you can tell me what show this is. I'm just trying to comprehend this. You you lost my watch that you had less than an hour ago in your hands. Correct? Yeah, Steve. Steve. Sorry. Kirby oh, Enthusiasm. It is Kirby Enthusiasm. Dang, good job. Justin Woo! wins a shirt. Justin. Yo, appreciate you. See, Steve, you're my boy. Hey, man, this go wrong. Band of Brothers, that, that's you and me right there. That feels like the <laughs> title of our friendship. Hey, Justin, I never have asked, but if I do want to get closer with you, what is your favorite donut? My favorite donut? It's the s'mores donut. Chocolate, oh, marshmallow, sounds... graham cracker. Can't go wrong. Yum. Oh, man. Justin, you sound like you lift. Do you lift? Do you lift I weights? Uh, see, this is my dude right here. Clang and bang. As The Rock says, the iron ain't going to kick its own ass. you got to get after Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, man. I'm on my way there as we speak. Get it. Listen, we'll talk offline, but I'm thinking about getting back in the creatine game. Anyway, till next time. Bad for you. Have well, a good day. Sorry, bye, Justin. Doesn't, um, doesn't Don live in Woodbury? 
Yeah. Why does? How about she brings us some donuts to PD and D tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Don. <laughs> nothing else to do at five in the morning. Yeah, Don. If you can swing by a donut shop. <laughs> What, after you set Justin. your alarm at 4 a.m. Say hi to Justin for us. You'll know which one Justin is because he's yoked. All right, I want to um, I want to tell you about how uh, the event that we went to on Friday night. I want to hear about it because I kind of wanted to go. I had some FOMO. Yeah, it was the uh, the Dude Perfect Tour. Parents, if you have any kids or e- even if you have grandkids that are below the age of 15, maybe between 5 and 15, that is the demographic of people who follow Dude Perfect, a wildly successful YouTube channel that started with one trick shot. They've turned it into TV shows. Um, I mean, notoriety all around the world. It's just people know about these guys. They do incredible things now. Not just trick shots. They have a bucket list series where they just go to remote places in the world and do incredible things. But they started with trick shots. And so that's what they did at the X. It was, a, I believe, uh, a sellout. They said it was the largest audience that they have played to ever on tour so upper deck and everything upper deck and everything at the x it was packed and it was really really fun you know it was cool it was just light-hearted fun that the crowd made up largely of kids and their parents went crazy for there was this moment uh when they i love it when they produce a moment well donna when you're waiting for somebody to come out on stage and the kids are getting pumped, and there's a DJ, and he's like, are you guys ready to see Dude Perfect? And everybody gets crazy. And then all the lights go down. Oh, cool. And then up on the screens, three screens, 59, 58, 57. Now the whole place is counting down, because you got kids who are so tweaked to finally see these people in person who they watch on YouTube pretty much every day. And they just went nuts, and then they brought them out, and the kids are just going crazy. I kept looking over at my kids, and multiple times just saw them losing their minds with excitement. And it is just like good old-fashioned, silly fun. I mean, they they did trick shot kind of games with each other. They did comedy bits. They did this thing that is very successful for them called Overtime, Dude Perfect's Overtime, where it's all five of the guys around a table, and then they just go through and do different things, like a segment called Cool Not Cool, where each person has to bring to the table something that they found, an item that they found, and then sell the rest of the table on the merits of this thing. And then everybody gets to vote cool or not cool. And so you can you could vote from your phone as well. So my kids were all like, yeah, no, yeah, vote yes for this one, no for this one. And then we'd see if we guessed it correctly. Just a lot of like laid back relaxed fun like it had this it wasn't over the top where as a parent you're like oh my gosh get me out of here the guys are funny they were fun how, it was how long? it was great um it started at seven doors opened at six um and i think the event ended by nine o'clock and that included a little maybe 15 minute intermission knowing that kids have like small bladders they got to go pee and so they even did this little intermission which worked uh really well oh and by the way i saw um multiple listeners who despite me being in disguise because i was still dressed as nikki six with my nipple out like (laughs) stacy our friend stacy yeah well i guess i was you know ambiguous 80s rocker from amazon i thought it was like Uh, a cross between axel and slash like you couldn't decide which was your favorite guns and roses guy sure split it down the middle yeah i had somebody yell out um slash to me in the corridor, but a few folks came over to say hello, including Stacy, who's a listener of ours, 
who we happen to be in the same concession stand line waiting for a bratwurst. And she told us on Friday that she was going to be there. They ran out of buns. I think the buns were frozen, and I did not get my bratwurst. Oh, no, really? After waiting in line for about 20 minutes. But that's fine. Uh, but there were listeners who were saying that they loved the show, and so uh, we got to see them out there. And then you know Pastor Patterson loved this. Guess how they ended the show? Uh, by saying... Um, Doing the Stations of the Cross. Uh, yeah. More or less. At the end, they were like, hey, man, we're, if you guys, thanks for coming out. And uh, we're five Christian guys. You might know that. You might not. Whatever. Our faith is really important to what we do. If you want to hear a, a cool story, we'll share it with you. If not, so then some people got up and left. The majority stayed. And then they told a story about the, you know, a child who had a dying wish to FaceTime with them. They did that. It Aww. opened their eyes to like, wow, you know, we do silly stuff, but this is a meaningful platform that we have. And so they ended it with essentially Pastor Patterson loved it. Like, a, hey, if you don't know it, there's a God out there who's just created you and deeply in love with you. Oh, that's really sweet. It's, yeah, it's really cool. And Aww. they were like, you know, we're not perfect. We're called dude perfect, but we're like normal people who were broken in a bunch of different ways. And so it was kind of a cool, as your parents there and you have kids or your grandkids there, and there are a bunch of dumb people that your kids could look up to this day and age in yeah. the world of social media and on mm-hmm. YouTube. And when they just said, hey, we're broken and we're not perfect and and that's okay, um, it was it was really cool, like a cool way for any message for them to hear. It was like... Uh, there's something bigger than us on your stage right Aww, now. Oh, Steve. It's kind of cool. I like that. That's really sweet. All right. I'm glad you had a good time. Thank good you time. for sharing. Should have been there, Rocco. Yep. I talked yesterday about the show I went to Friday night at the 7th Street Entry that blew my mind, too. So my FOMO oh. was healed by going to see a good <laughs> oh, show. Yeah, fun. she was really good. Yeah. She's really good. We'll tell Steve about it during I the will. break. Uh, when we come back, you want to do a little tech talk? Yeah. Facebook's running into some problems with their name change to Meta. Mm -hmm. And you ever hear people say, you know, if the billionaires would just step up, we could end world hunger. And a guy said, here's how much it would take. And Elon Musk said, really? Let me check on that. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Yeah, I said show. Are you going to pull me over and find me? I hope so. It's just hurtful. Just, it's just hard to get used to. I like the disaster. That's more Ooh, accurate. That's good. <laughs> Did you tell Steve what show we had yesterday? Um, the double... I can't oh, say Oh, the it. double D experience. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that I was in the hallway, and I heard um, our promotion duo, the dynamic Who duo of Brooke and Jess. I Big heard fans. Jess saying something like, she was reading something that said the experience is like talking about, you know, I'm like, I can hear you guys. And Jess goes, we can hear you too. Because Steve <laughs> was ripping on Brooke and saying that she's, uh, you know, on some kind of power trip. I wasn't ripping on Brooke. I was saying what is what I believe to be true, which is Brooke, lovely, one of the sweetest people you'll bump into in our entire building, gets power hungry once a year and slow rolls the information that we are all desperately waiting for. Like, what's our schedule tomorrow? Even earlier when you said, uh, where's this dinner that's supposed to be happening tomorrow? Is it at, like just the, the bowling alley at Treasure Island? Or are we eating at a steakhouse? We don't know. Brooke knows. She doesn't want us to know because she wants to wield, and I hope I'm using that word right because I've used it multiple times today, <laughs> wield the power of the schedule about Project Down and Dirty. And everyone, if they had if they had a lie detector on them right now or truth serum, they would say, thank you for saying what you're saying, because we agree with you. Donna's a coward. Go ahead, Rocco. <laughs> Did you show her your Nikki Six slash Axel slash nipple on yes. Friday? Because she is an old school hair metal fan. It's funny that you say that about Brooke, because 
she immediately saw me and she said, are you winger? Perfect. Perfect. To which I said, who is winger? Right. And then she was all disappointed. And then. Amy and Brooke then pull up Winger, and now we're listening to Winger. Well, she also worked in classic rock for a very long time. Oh. A long time. I shouldn't say very long time, but, you know, that was her jam. Yeah, no. She is, she is like the sweetest, nicest mom, but she yeah. you know she's got some hair metal stories to tell. Oh, geez, yeah. Working in classic rock for any period of time. For sure. Will leave you a scarred person, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. She probably just got paid in mint snuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if that was what was going on in the late 80s but backstage not. at Motley Crue, but maybe. Uh, that's so funny. Know. You're funny, guys. Let's All right. do Tech Talk. All right, it's time for Tech Talk. We don't have a button for It's that, where we talk about the tech. Okay. It's our new intro. Okay, first let me start by telling you that remember when Facebook changed its parent company name from Facebook Inc. to Meta? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So Mark Zuckerberg's um, brilliant plan to do so may have stumbled right away because it turns out there's already a company called Meta PCs. And back in August, they filed to trade work, uh, trademark the word Meta for their computers and laptops and software and other tech related uses. Okay. So their application hasn't been approved yet, but if there's, I mean, if there's any fairness in the world, they should get it because they filed first. And apparently with no knowledge of Zuckerberg's plan to use that term. Mm. So they are willing to give him the name for $20 million. Love it. Love it. Love it. But... Zuckerberg thinks he has the necessary rights to use the term for his purposes. But the the thing is, meta PCs actually have seen a 5,000% increase in social media followers since Facebook's announcement. So that's not bad. But if they have to change their entire name and their brand, you know, their branding and their their labeling and all that stuff, it's going to cost them a lot of money. Yes. So we'll see what happens with that. But the founder also decided to have a little fun with it by jokingly posting a meme of Zuckerberg holding one of their computers during his big Facebook announcement. (laughs) And then they made an announcement of their own and said, "Um, we are changing the name of our company to Facebook. Facebook computers. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Good times. That's funny. All right. So that's that's what I've got there. All right. So there's one rich person, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. How about Elon Musk? I like I, I I think I like Elon Musk. He's a wild card, man. You just never know. You never know what he's gonna say. Here's what he said in response to I, I think a common cry that we've heard before. There was a someone from the United Nations World Food Program. Their director David Beasley spoke to CNN uh, in a new interview, and he said that. If the world's billionaires would make a one-time donation of $6 billion, that would help 42 million people Mm -hmm. that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. He went on to say, what if it was your daughter starving to death? What if it was your family starving to death? death? Just wake up, smell the coffee, and help. He said that specifically calling on Amazon's Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. So Elon Musk... Who's the one calling them out? 
his name is David Beasley. He is the program director at the United Nations World Food Program. Okay. Elon sees this headline on Twitter and responds. And he said, I would be more than willing to do this. He said, if the WFP, the World Food Program, if they can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now, and I'll do it. But it must be open source accounting, which means anybody could access to see how it's going, so that the public could see precisely how the money is spent. David Beasley, the guy who said, hey, drop $6 billion, let's end world hunger, he then replied back and said the headline of that particular article was, quote, not accurate. $6 billion will not solve world hunger, but it will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and save 42 million people on the brink of starvation, an unprecedented crisis, and a perfect storm due to COVID, conflict, c- climate crises. And then Elon Musk said, hey, look, okay, cool. And he said, you just need to provide me some real steps as to how all of my money would be used and the impact that it would have. Yes. And then I'll do it. So essentially what he was saying was, look, show me your work. Yeah, show me your work. Just because if you want to call out rich people and always say rich people could end all the problems, show us exactly how you would end all the problems with the money. So I, I thought it was a nice open dialogue. We'll see if anything comes out of it. We'll see if Elon Musk ends up donating $6 billion to the uh, to the World Food Program. Well, and it sounds like Elon Musk wants to sh- to have an open conversation, and this guy is kind of like, I'll meet you one-on-one. And he's like, yep. Yep, just show me. Just- Do it here. Yep, show me the plan. And He said it's complicated. We should get together one-on-one. Okay. Elon no likey. Mm. All right, when we come back, uh, DJ Rock Lobster is going to have a dirt alert, followed by some uh, movie news. I finished that Colin Kaepernick series. Uh, tell you what I thought about that when we come right back on My Talk 1071.